This is a summary of the first Sicha and Parshish Nitzavim. Look at the Sicha is Chelek Yud Dalit. This is what we call a Rashi Sicha. The Rebbe explains a Rashi. For the sake of the summary, we are going to look at the text and study the Pasuk accordingly, as explained by Rashi, as understood by the Rebbe. So we're looking in Perek Chavtes Pasuk Chav. And the verse says uh, regarding a person who serves idolatry. Hashem says, Hashem will set him aside for evil among all the tribes of Israel. Like all the oaths of the covenant, the curses and oaths of the covenant. Written in this Sefer Taira. In this Sefer Taira. This, the focus of this Rashi, the focus of our discussion is a grammatical focus. So someone who's totally not familiar with Hebrew will may have to think a little bit about these distinctions. But we'll dive right in and hopefully it will make a, a little bit of sense. In Hebrew, there's the Hebrew, there's the feminine and there's the masculine regarding all kinds of words, and as there is in many languages, as a matter of fact. Um, in English, it doesn't really exist. So there's the feminine and the masculine. Ze is masculine, zois is feminine. If you look at the Torah, the word Torah, Torah, just that word itself, Torah is a mat, is a feminine word. The fact that it has a hey at the end, and there are other signs. The fact that there's a tough, the 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 word uh, connotes a feminine. It's a feminine object, so to speak. Uh, the teaching is the literal translation, instruction. But Torah is a feminine word, and therefore, supposedly, if you're trying to describe it. Something about it that should be in the feminine. So it should have said hatayda hazois, but that is not really a question. Rashi is not even bothered by this, by the way. Why not? This is not a question. It doesn't begin to be a question, because if you look at the context, the word this is not going on the word taida. It's going on the word the sefer taida, the book of the taida. So in other words, look. It says the person will be set aside like all the oaths of the covenant haksuva, which is written. Now, where is it written? Where are the oaths of the covenant written? In a book. When the Torah says Sefer Hatayda, it's the word Hatayda is actually a parenthetical word. It's actually a descriptive word. What Sefer am I talking about? What book am I talking about? A book which is a book of teaching, of instruction, of the Torah. So the word this is going on the Sefer on the book. The word Sefer is already a masculine word, so that does not present a problem. However, all of a sudden it becomes difficult. It becomes difficult because if this is so obvious, and this is the way it reads, and it's not difficult. And all of a sudden, we're presented by a question in the previous parsha that we didn't necessarily notice in the previous parsha, but now we notice it because now, after this presentation, which makes a lot of sense, now we're left with a difficulty because in the previous parsha, when it described the curses which come upon last week's parsha, parsha Kisave was the parsha which went through all the curses, and over there it says, Hashem says, "Kam kol choli b'cholmaka." Um, it's a pasuk from Perek of Ches, pasuk Samachalif. Also, every illness and every uh, devastation, everything which is not written in this title, I'm going to bring upon you. In other words, after the title over there lists, after it lists 98 curses upon a Jew who does not fulfill the title, it concludes by saying, you should know that in addition to this, all of these things, that which are not written in this in this Torah scroll, 
Hashem is going to bring upon you. And over the year, it's literally the exact same phraseology, terminology and phraseology. What does it say? Kosov, Asher like Kosov, Besefer HaTayra. So you have the same words, Kosov, Besefer HaTayra, but then all of a sudden it's Hazois in the feminine, not the masculine. But it's the exact same wording and it's uh, that's not written. Written in. Seemingly, it should be going on the word Sefer. It should be going on what the Sefer is written in. And therefore, it should really be seemingly in the masculine like it is over here. Why over there? Is it in the feminine? Now, keep in mind, there are two translations how one can translate. There's The way we're translating now is this book of the Torah. This book of the Torah. That's how we're translating it in our context. Another way to translate that, those same Hebrew words are, are the book of this Torah. You see? Totally different. Not this book of the Torah. Rather, the book of this Torah. The book of this instruction. The word this is going on the word Torah. Or is it going on the Sefer Torah? In other words, the word Sefer and Torah go together. Or the word this and Torah go together. The book of this Torah. The book of this instruction. And the answer then, the explanation of the difference is based on context. Context tells you everything. Context tells you that it only makes sense over there that it should be going on the word and not on the word safer. Why? Because over there, if you just look at the Pasuk, what's the Pasuk trying to say? Even all the makis and, and, and terrible things which are not written in this Taita, I'm going to bring upon you if you go against the Taita. What's it trying to do? It's trying to scare the Jew. And what's it saying? It's trying to say, it says, all bad things. Kol chali v'chol maka. Asher In other words, there's nothing in your imagination of something bad that could happen to a people that you should not realize is going to happen to the Jewish people. No matter how bad you think your imagination could conjure up, just try to conjure up something worse and it will happen to the Jewish people. That's basically what he's declaring. Kol chali v'chol maka. There's nothing not. Not, nothing's off the table. Forget about whether you're going to find it here in this Titus scroll or not. Being that it's trying to magnify the punishment, it's trying to give this description of how bad really it could be and it is going to be if you Jews do not follow the Torah. So based on that, I think if we think about it, it's very interesting. The word book, really what that implies is the written text, what we call the Torah, the written Torah. The written Torah. The word instruction and teaching the Torah implies more that which we derive from the text in the Torah. In other words, everything that we expound and we learn and we and we derive from the written Torah is all included in the Torah, in the word Torah, the instruction. And this is actually explicit in a Rashi in the book of Shemais, when Hashem says, I'm giving you the Ten Commandments, Asher kosavti lahayraisam that I wrote in order to serve as instruction, to instruct them. And Rashi over there explains that even though we all, Hashem only wrote down the Ten Commandments, one can derive from the Ten Commandments all 613 commandments. So clearly Rashi over there even made this distinction that the word writing down describes the Torah, the written Torah. The Torah, the instruction, is what you derive and expound on that written instruction. And therefore, in the context of that possible when it says, that even the things which aren't written, I'm going to bring upon you. It makes more sense that the Torah is trying to scare you and say that even the things, even the Torah, in other words, even the things that you're expounding and learning from the text, even that is not enough. 
And beyond that, I'm going to bring against you. In other words, things which you haven't been able to derive from the text in any which way. And being that that's how it would make sense to translate that pasuk, that it's going on the book of this teaching, not this book of teaching. Therefore, it goes into the masculine. In the end of the day, however, why the confusion? In other words, maybe it should have uh, spelled it out a little more. Over here, it should have only used the word safer in, in this book. You have to say this book of instruction over there. It should have said in this title, in this, in this instruction. You have to say in this Sefer HaTayra. And the answer is that it is written. It is written. The thing is because there's a part and people maybe aren't familiar with it. But it's actually written because in the oral tradition of reading, just like there's vowels on, even though it's not written in the text, but every Jewish child learns the vowels, there's something called cantillation marks. And if you study the cantillation marks, you'll see very clearly that it, in that parsha. The word sefer is separate from the word taita. In other words, the word taita and hazois are put together. This taita over here, there's a the, the comma. The separation is between sefer taita and the zois. So it's sefer. The the book of instruction goes together. What does this mean on a deeper level? And what it means is is that in the context of curses, different than over here. In the context of curses, what do we see happens by the curses that Hashem separates the, the Torah. Why do the curses come upon the person? Because he separates between the word Sefer and between the word Torah. In other words, he makes a distinction between Torah Shebeksav and Torah Shebaltah, between the written Torah and the oral tradition. And that is what brings all the curses upon a Jew. Because the Jew starts weighing and deciding that some mitzvahs are more important than others. And he starts prioritizing. And he starts saying that these, these things I'm going to keep and these I'm not going to keep. And this... All of a sudden, he's approaching God in a very rational way. But the, our relationship with God is not rational because God is super rational. What makes you think that you're going to grab God within the confines of your very, very narrow understanding of the universe? We don't, we don't, that's not how Judaism works. That's new age. That's not Judaism. Judaism is whatever Hashem says. There's a certain acceptance and the relationship with Hashem is very deep. And it's beyond calculations and machinations, if you will, about what's more important and less important and making divisions between the written Torah, what's explicit in the written Torah, and what's in the tradition of the Talmud, what's in the oral Torah. And that's where all the curses come upon the person. How does a person fix that? So it says, Hashem says that if you don't listen, even the things which are written in the Torah, I'm going to bring upon you. What is that trying to say? First of all, it means that Hashem says that you need to be given a dose from that which is not written in the Torah. What does that mean? That means that if a Jew would have had a relationship with Hashem, which is beyond that which is written. In other words, there's there's the level of that which is written. But then a Jewish Jew's relationship with Hashem goes beyond reason. It's called Mesidus Nefesh. It's self-sacrifice. It's it's the yoke of heaven. It's the it's it's the subtext. That what comes beyond that which is written. Hashem says the problem with this Jew is he doesn't have that which is not written in the Torah. And therefore, that acceptance with Hashem, that relationship with God, that, that it's about doing God's will. It's not about your uh, about you. And therefore, Hashem says, even the things which are not written in the Torah, I'm going to bring upon you. That this person needs a dose of that which is not written in the Torah and that connection, that relationship with Hashem. And this is so timely, the times of Rosh Hashanah, which is coming up, because Rosh Hashanah is all about the acceptance of the yoke of heaven. When we blow the shoifer, we're coronating the king is our king. We're accepting the yoke of heaven. And that is precisely what takes place and we're going beyond everything, and we're saying that beyond what happened in this previous year, now I accept you as my king, and everything you say is what I'm going to do, without any exception. And this brings 
on a Jew, all the blessing in the world of a Ksiv, of a good Gebenshtiyar.